For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It is called Lead Singer Syndrome, and I'm your host, Shane Told, taking you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers, like today's guest, Mr. Oliver Francis, a bit different for the show, But this guy grew up with skateboarding, punk rock, counterculture, and he's super cool. And I really want everyone to hear all about his story. Super, super interesting and super talented as well. We're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to thank everybody who tuned in last week for one of the best episodes we've had yet with Jesse from Killswitch in Times of Grace. The feedback has been awesome on that one. And even the week before with Rome from Sublime with Rome, another great story as well. So we're just churning out the hits right now here in the late 200s on Lead Singer Syndrome. So I'm very excited about what's going on with the podcast these days. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to get in touch with me, it's very, very easy to do so. You can send me an email leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. If you want to support the show and keep it going, we have the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club for a few dollars a month. That helps me keep the lights on around here and gets you a whole bunch of great 
bonus content, bonus episodes, and access to an amazing community, and of course, a bunch of swag as well. Head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for that. I also want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, BlockFi. BlockFi.com slash LSS. Head over there and sign up for the world's first Bitcoin rewards credit card. Yes, get that free Bitcoin. It's way up right now. And you got nothing to lose. That card has no annual fees and you even get $25 in free Bitcoin when you use it for the first time. So head over to blockfi.com slash LSS. It's a really, really cool new sponsor. And of course, shout out to our old friends, rockabilia.com as well. You know what to do. Rockabilia.com and use promo code Shane and get 10% off your entire order off their already low prices. Also, a little bit of news, a little tiny nugget of news. If you're in San Antonio, Texas, I am going to be DJing an emo night down there at the Brass Monkey, San Antonio, baby. What a place. It is on September 29th, which is a Wednesday. Doors open at nine o'clock and there is no cover. So come down, say hi. Would love to see you there for some actual human interaction, which has been at a minimum for the last 18 months. So that should be a really, really good time. Anyway, let's jump in to this week's episode and my conversation with Oliver Francis. Mr. Oliver Francis, and welcome chat, welcome everybody, welcome everyone on the podcast side. People have already talked about my camo shirt. It's Camo Tuesday. It's a thing. It's a thing. Very cool. <laughs> so, uh, Oliver, man, thanks for joining the show. Um, what's up, man? How are you today? I know you got a new song coming out today, tomorrow? Friday. Right, Friday. So that's yeah. exciting. Um you know what? What's going on? What are you just sitting at home? What? What's? What's the last little bit waiting for you? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm chilling. Uh, always something to do. I'm like, I kind of this whole rollout for all these new songs is like very fast paced. So like today, I'm literally uh, still editing the video that comes out on Friday. Okay. So I'm doing that today, and I went for a run this morning and got a coffee and pretty much just chilling doing this and and working on who knows what merch fucking flyers for tours and and the video so always working it never stops no man and that's that's the cool thing is like a lot of people you know want to talk about all the different types of music you know like in the scene or whatever and there really isn't anything more diy than what you do you know, yeah. I mean, you were even editing your own videos. Like I know you even shoot yeah. them, direct them yourself. Like that's pretty punk rock, you know? So it's like, if you want to talk shit, I'm like, wait <laughs> a second, like be careful who you're talking shit on because the, like a lot of these motherfuckers, including yourself are very real and very hardworking. Um, and I mean, being in total control of your career is pretty cool at the same time, I guess. Right. Yeah, certainly. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, 
you never leave it at an office or anything. Like it's, it's, it's constant, you know? Yeah. I mean? So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's dope. I just don't know any different, honestly. And I've like worked with other people and tried to work with other people. And it always ends up with me just being like, I just, I'll just do it myself. I'll just get it done. You know, it's, it's all I've ever known, honestly. Well, I know that, you know, you're from Columbia, Missouri. Uh, are you there right now? Still live there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at home. I just bought a house here and like, last year oh cool congratulations on that i see you're wearing your your mizzou hat and everything like you're representing um we had a tour manager from from uh well he's from st louis but he went to school in columbia too and he's always talk about oh mizzou mizzou like tigers like all the time and um so i have a little soft spot for for that town uh and everything uh but what talk to me about your upbringing and stuff because obviously this is not a major city this is not a a huge music scene, uh, college town, I guess there's some music and bands come through, but not like if you're from, you know, New York or LA or Chicago or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, my upbringing, um, I'm from a, a small town, 15 minutes South of here called Ashland, Missouri. Um, which is like a very, very small town. Um, and so I grew up like very safe, privileged kind of middle-class upbringing, my parents are musicians. All my dad's brothers are musicians. So I was around music as long as I can remember. Like I've, I've, I've wanted to be like on stage and like play guitar as long as I can remember. So, so yeah, I kind of came from there and, um, you know, I was into skateboarding, uh, very, very early on. And through skateboarding, I found punk rock and rap music it was kind of like a very um you know skateboarding was i guess diverse in a way um so like i grew up you know like i would watch like baker three right and and like that had like eric ellington or dustin dolan and then it had like antoine dixon who are like you know polar opposites um in a in a sense but common ground through skateboarding so yeah i was never into like team sports i was never in i was very i was always very into counterculture i think is what right. you would call it right. um, i always thought tattoos were cool and mohawks were cool and 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 uh guitars were fucking cool and skateboards were cool you know so um yeah that that's uh i guess that kind of got me to here because I, I feel like hip-hop and punk rock have a very similar ethos you know it's like yeah fuck the police fuck your parents fuck uh, anybody who's trying to you know tell you you can't do what you want to do or be who you want to be and and uh so it's true I got into, yeah got into punk rock through that i got into like uh like i can pinpoint it kind of in, in the third grade a friend of mine named zach hd his sister had given him a green day cd uh nimrod and <laughs> I remember getting that and then um, that just like blew the doors off of everything. Like right. that was, that was like my first real like musically introduction to punk rock where it was like, I liked that band you know, and I knew the band members. I knew all the words to all the songs and, and that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, I grew up super like early two thousands and, and uh, all the small things was on the radio. You know what I mean? And, and, I was like, what is that? I love that. I have to find that. And then I would like, my dad or my mom would take me to um, like a, I wouldn't say a record store, but like uh, we have a store here called Slackers, which is like CDs, games, video games, and that kind of shit. You trade shit in, they sell shit. 
So I would go in there and I'd try to find like uh, Green Day CDs and Blink-182 CDs and, and that kind of shit. And uh, so, yeah, and then I was into like Sum 41 for sure. Like I saw the Fat Lip video and they were like all <laughs> like jumping in unison and playing on a half pipe and, and with all these freaks. And uh, I don't know, I just kind of felt I belonged there. I, kind of the odd man out where I lived because where I lived right. is very... Like in high school, we had a... Uh, drive your tractor to school day <laughs> and uh, and the parking lot was full of tractors <laughs> so so um but again like it's a very small town like like I, I wasn't i mean i definitely got called my share of names and stuff at times right. but like it, it wasn't i wasn't like bullied by any means i wasn't necessarily an outcast like people people definitely knew i was like into that kind of stuff but um it didn't really make my upbringing rough by any means for that. And then I found like mutual friends who were into skateboarding, um, who I still hang out with. And, uh, and yeah, and then, uh, I was in bands. I was always in punk bands, you know, like, like doing covers. We covered like damn it by blink 182, that kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, so you, you were, you were, you singing in these bands, playing guitar, doing, what were you, what were you doing in, in your bands? I, I was always singing and I was, I played guitar mostly. Um, I, I played drums first cause my hands were too small to play guitar, but, <laughs> but I got a, I got a drum set and then I grew a little bit and then I played guitar and, and, and I was always like, uh, doing, doing like little punk cover bands in like middle school and, and in high school and, uh. Yeah, and so uh, very, very much like my musical background is very like like my parents were very like classic rock. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. You know, it seems like your parents are really supportive. You know, uh, talks yeah. to, like it says your whole your whole family. You know, is musicians and but also you know where you live and stuff. There's also this church presence too, right? I mean, worship yeah. music and all that. And I don't know about your faith, and and that's not really my question. My question is just. Obviously, your parents were cool with you listening to something like Blink One Eighty Two or some Forty One, you know, yeah. some Forty One holding up the the Forty One, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. Which is like a lot of parents, um, especially in the Midwest in the Bible Belt, whatever it is, um, they'll shelter their children from that, or they'll forbid it, or they'll say, you know, you can only listen to the Christian bands, right? And it seems like your parents yeah. were were pretty cool about all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I definitely like had to like, I would like hide shit kind of cause like, <laughs> um, like, like if we would listen to something in the car, like I would know which songs had the curse words like, uh, which, and then I would skip them uh, or like I'd listen to it. <laughs> what I always used to do and like my family isn't, isn't religious or anything, but you know, it's swear words or swear words, wherever you are. Right, I'd always right. make it a point that right when the swear word was coming, I'd ask my parents like a question and yeah, talk, yes. talk yeah. over the swear word just at that moment. So they didn't hear yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's classic. I would do the same shit, but like, so they were definitely, they were super fucking cool. Like, don't get me wrong. They weren't like, if they knew I said fuck, they would have been like, you, you shouldn't be listening to that, but they wouldn't have like burned my CDs right. or like some shit. You know what I mean? So right. Like, well, at least it was Blink-182 and not Slayer. I've, I've talked to some yeah. people on the, on the show that were from Christian, very Christian upbringings that had to like hide their Slayer CDs under their mattress and, yeah. and like, you know, stuff like that. So Blink-182, it's a little more, um, it doesn't seem like Satan, satanic or yeah, anything, I guess. A little more tongue in cheek for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So that's, that's, that's cool. So I, I understand like from, from, you know, what your notes, your manager sent over and everything that part of 
why you were in you know, your own solo project, Oliver Francis and, and congratulations on all the albums, all the success, all the, the, the great, great songs you made. Thank you. But part of why this all started was just basically you couldn't rely on other people. Yes. Uh, you know, like keeping a band together, people weren't as serious as you were. They weren't as driven. Obviously you're very driven being that you do everything yourself now. So talk to me about how that kind of like shook out. And when you realized like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to like, go down this road myself and not just try to start another band or something. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I was always kind of like in with the same, like maybe three or four dudes with interchanging members. Right. Um, and if you can keep a band together for like more than a year, like you're killing it. Like that should, that shit is super hard, especially when you're all working day jobs and you all have girlfriends and, and whatever, especially being from here. Um, so yeah, I, you know, there were times where the band would be really active and then there were times where the band would, like, fall out. So in, in 2015, well, let me back it up some. So before sure. then, I don't even know when, 2013, 2014, I was on SoundCloud doing, like, remixes and, and okay. like, like, I would take, like, an acapella of, like, a, a 3-6 Mafia song or a Soldier Boy song and put it over like a Final Fantasy OST thing and then like put trap drums on it and 808s. And, uh, right. so I, was, I was doing that and I had kind of built up a little following doing that. And then uh, um, a girl I was seeing at the time, well, I, and also at the same time I was like trying to rap because I, I really <laughs> like rap music. And, yeah. um, but it was like very much a guilty pleasure thing for me. Um, because I was like a broke white kid from the Midwest. Um, I was like a janitor at the time and in the, in rap music at that time, really, there was no real independent rap. It was, I mean, there was, you have like three, six mafia and stuff, but they were, they were popping, you know, they're from Memphis. Sure. Of course. One of my favorite, one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. So yeah, yeah, there was no like real independent rap though, but it, it was, it was everything was very like young money, uh, low yeah, Wayne, of course, uh, Mac Miller, major label music. So I was always making rap music, and it was kind of like this very guilty pleasure thing. I would like upload songs and delete them, or like, or just whatever. So I was always doing this at the same time I was doing the the remix right. stuff. But uh, at one point, I had left. Uh, the band, the band was going like on a falling out episode again, and we kind of weren't really active. And this girl I was seeing, she was like, uh, that song's really cool. And I said this one, and she said, no, the one below it. And I skipped the one of me rapping and went two below <laughs> it. And I said this one. And she said, no, the one between those two. And I was like, I was like, this one, the one with my voice on it. She was like, yeah, that's sick. She's, she said she had like played it at a party and people asked what it was. Um, so that really like boosted my confidence um, in this shit. And, and at the same time, at, th at that exact same time, I was starting to see like young lean come out of Sweden. I was starting to see like bones, uh, Xavier Wolf, Chris Travis, such hollow water boys. I, there was this, or like even like Puya in Florida. And, and there was, there was this whole um, SoundCloud was happening. It was it was really happening for sure. Yeah, yeah. Independent independent rap was becoming a thing, um, and so I, I kind of saw a place for myself in that, I guess. And uh, yeah, so the band faded out for real. And in 2015, I was like, okay, well, I had always wanted to do this rap thing, like uh, 
one of the guys in my band had bought a camera that we were gonna because I, I had seen those guys earlier and i was like i want to make rap videos and he he had bought a camera so that we could make rap videos but it was kind of the same song and dances with the band like i remember one time like blowing up his phone like hey I, i've made a song i i want to shoot this video and he was just like ignoring me and and that's that's okay you know what i mean he, he's got his own life but uh, and like same time like same time as like you want to make a fucking rap video like you're a dork so uh so but i wasn't a dork moral of the story um so yeah so so i really saw a, a place for myself in that and and uh yeah i just sent it 2015 i, I started making like i I was very into the visual side of it with the videos and stuff like bones and Xavier Wolf put out a ton of fucking videos or like Lil B even. And I really wanted to, to do that. So I started making songs with the intention to make videos. I, w I wasn't like project based. I wasn't making like a mixtape. I wasn't making an album. I was like, I am going to bang out a song and then we're going to bang out a video. Right. And, and that was like my formula. And I did that like once a month, I think for, I don't know how long, for years i guess and uh and yeah brought us to here for sure well that's the thing and, and perseverance and and just continuing to work on your craft is important so many people they'll start out wherever they're from or whatever the fuck they do you know people start out and and, and after two or three songs or two or three road road bumps bumps on the road roadblocks they'll say ah fuck it and they'll they'll move on to something else and your proof it's like you keep doing it you get better and, you know, yeah. you've got a new video coming out on, on Friday, a new song. Um, I think your last one was at the Friends uh, Friends video or PMW might have been your last one. Um, yes, yes. PMW. Like both those videos are fucking great. And, you. you know, uh, I guess my question is, you know, all of these months and all these songs and everything, how do you keep finding fresh ideas? Because that that's like challenging enough for just somebody who's making two or three videos per album, let alone someone yeah. that's putting out a you know, one every month. Yeah. Um, it's, it's difficult, honestly, at times, but I've experimented a lot. I've taken time off before and, uh, what I do specifically. And I think what resonates about the style that like people clung to when I clung, people <laughs> were attracted to I like when clung. I, when I started. I like clung. This. I'm going to use that word. I don't know if it's a word, but I like that. <laughs> but, but what, what I think people liked about what I did is it was very, tangible it was my videos are all almost like vlog style they're just me with my friends in uh in a location and and we do a performance and you know we smoke some weed and we hang out and like you know we dress cool like you know I, I, <laughs> yeah i have a fucking crazy shopping addiction so like i'm always um you know, buying clothes for everyone and like, oh, I want this guy to wear this. I want this guy to wear this. And then like everybody pulls up and I'm just like, I kind of style everyone. And then, and we just go kick it and uh, try to keep it laid back. But I think, I think that people really resonate with that. Like, um, and I think I resonate with that too. Like I, I did this video, Toxic Paradise recently, that was all like uh, narrative and stuff. And then at the end of it, when I got done with it, I, I was kind of like, I don't really like doing that. Like I, I it was, a, it was a ton of work and it was fun and it was a great experience, but um, I would much rather just like, I, 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 there's something about my music existing in reality. You, you know what I mean? Like it, I'm a, I'm a kid in, in 2021 with my friends and in wherever we are in a hotel, in a, you know, on the beach, wherever the video takes place. Like, right. 
and and it's it's just it's tangible and i think that kids saw that and they saw themselves in it and or they wanted to see themselves in it and and uh i think that's why why it clicks with a lot of people but keeping the ideas fresh it's hard but at the same time with what i do there are times where i get super sick of like like the trap drums and shit everybody uses the same drums people use the same sound all these rappers they all say the same shit which is fine and and there are times where like that bothers me and and there are times where i really love it and i embrace it a lot so you know it just kind of depends on the day of the week honestly but right as far as keeping keeping things fresh i don't know i just try to have fun i guess and not 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 stress too hard about it you know just just go do it just like a big thing i found is like if I get too like married to an idea when I'm doing a video, it, it's it's a pain in the ass. But if I'm flexible and I go out right. there and I'm just like, fuck it, press record, like just fucking press record, and then you watch it back and you're like, oh, that was sick. It was an accident, you know? Absolutely, man. Well, that that's the way I, f- I find so much of art art is whether it's music or video or or anything. You have to be malleable to what the reality of the situation is. Yeah, people that are too rigid about it, they're gonna force it. But when you kind of let it come to you and go, okay, this is possible. Like, you know, you, you don't, you're not going to do a beach video on a fucking rainy day. You know, like there, right. there's a little analogy for you. So, you know, you got to do, yeah. you got to take what, take what kind of the world gives you. But it's funny you say that about the friends video. Cause I had a, I had a question here and this is what I wrote. I wrote, it literally looks like you put on some nice clothes and just had a bender with your friends, Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much exactly what you said. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We just, we just hung out. we we talked to some people with some cool locations and yeah, we pulled up and I called people I know in Chicago and, and friends of friends and we just hung out. Right. And your other video that's pretty new, the PMW video, where did you get that old uh, Apple computer and did it, did it really work? Or is that, is that just stuff like superimposed on the screen? How did you do that? Oh, that's all super, that's all superimposed, but it, it didn't even turn on, did it? No, I think it works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, I just got it off eBay and I was just like, I don't know. I was like somewhere along the way. I've had that concept for so fucking long. Yeah. I've wanted to do like a, like a vintage uh, Mac yeah. advertisement, uh, Steve Jobs kind of video. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, eBay. There you go. I love it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh yeah. So, so I talked about your music and, and how you keep, you know, you're talking about keeping things fresh and like, when do I, when do I be more experimental and when do I kind of go down the middle with things and when do I use the, the typical drum samples and, and when do I not? I want to ask you about your song, uh, Aya, right? Aya or yeah. Yeah. Aya, Aya. Uh, obviously Aya. this is like, you know, uh, a song that's resonated with so many people, 43 million streams just on Spotify alone. What do you think it is about that song that's been such a success? Uh, it's catchy. It's melody. The melody is just super catchy. I knew when I made that song, I like, I knew. Okay. I, I literally knew. I was like, this is a hit song. This song could be massive. 
I knew. I don't know. I, I, I made the instrumental and then I, I really beat my head against the wall for, I don't know, a week, a few days or something. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I knew that the instrumental itself was really good. Like I was like, okay, this is the sickest beat. I have to really deliver on this. And I don't know. I just spent a couple of days trying to figure it out. And then like, I just, I remember, I remember when it happened being like, holy shit, I did it. Like, this is, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it was magic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that what resonates with people is, is melody. I think that it's fun to sing. I think that it's, it's, uh, the instrumental is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. Also, I think another thing is it's slightly detuned. Um, it's not like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the tuning of a piano and like all the conspiracy behind it and Oh, stuff. like, like a four forty and like all that stuff. Yeah. Like the Hertz or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's slightly detuned. So it's not like, uh, like if you play a guitar, I don't know what fucking key the song's in. Let's say it's an A. If you play an A on a guitar, it's going to not be in tune. Right. If you, if you tune your guitar with a tuner. So it sits somewhere yeah. in the middle in the middle of some frequencies, and I think uh, I think that has something to do with Interesting. it. Interesting, yeah, that, that's something I, I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. I know there are some bands that record all their music in like a different, yeah, a different hertz, a different frequency, or whatever it's called. Yeah, and that does something. And I don't know. There's there's people that swear by it. I've I think I've yeah. even found a website where like they play the same thing on two in two different, um, yes. you know, whatever you call yes. it frequencies, I guess. And then you kind of pick, mm-hmm. Oh, which one like sounds more pleasing to your ears. So that is really a really interesting thing. And, and I personally don't know if I believe it. I think like catchy is catchy is catchy. Uh, cool. and I, I agree with you. Like it's a sick beat and it's a sick melody and that's probably all it takes, but maybe yeah. there's that, maybe there's some X factor. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something to it. I think there's something to it that makes it unique. So it doesn't, it doesn't sound like um, it's not something I do by any means. Like I, I, I did it because I did not know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> it was accidental. Yeah. 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 But I think there's, I think there's something to it because it's, it sits, it sits somewhere unique, whereas everything else is sitting here. Yeah. All of it across the board. So, but who knows? I, I also agree. I'm, there are a ton of songs that are like, whatever the standard tuning is that are incri- like, you know, Beatles songs or some shit. Sure. I'm sure they all tune, tune to a piano. Or yeah, sure. Well, that's funny. You bring that up. I actually forgot about this, but our, our band, my band on our first album, we, we had the same thing. We were using like a guitar pedal tuner to tune a guitar and, uh-huh. uh, it was like on the wrong setting or whatever. Like, you know, those boss tuners, like they got all these buttons. No one fucking knows what they do. Like usually when something gets weird, you just like turn it off and on to hopefully reset it. But it was, it was the guitar was tuned like totally wrong. And we spent, you know, like a whole, whole, like doing all the rhythm guitars on this guitar for the song. And then we went to do the bass and we were like, what the fuck? And then we realized like, Oh shit. So instead of re-recording all the, you know, everything again, we just stuck with that original and tuned everything to that, you know? So we had kind of a similar moment and it was lower. Like it was uh, like a full step down lower. And that Mm -hmm. kind of started a little bit of a different sound. We were like, oh shit, like why don't we always tune lower? And then we ended up tuning lower because of that. And, you know, rather than playing in standard tuning. So it it is funny how, how those mistakes can, can teach you something. Yeah. That's sick. That's interesting. 
That is. So up on the screen, we got this um, little link here. Somebody's repping your shit. And I love it. Uh, for the new song, it's called "It's Called uh, All I Know," right? All I know. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about this song. Talk to me about this video. People are g- going to be excited to see this. Um, what What's yeah. the concept behind this one? If you can spill the beans at, at all, with a little uh, teaser. There's, there's not much concept to a lot of what I do. It's <laughs> okay. funny, like like you ever see like like the genius videos where people talk about their their rap songs, but they're just like rapping about like their rims and like how, <laughs> yeah. fat, how fat their girlfriend's ass is and shit. So like <laughs> that's, that's, that that's pretty much the concept. Uh, it's just very like braggadocio, I think is the word. Uh, it's just very ego ego fueled. Uh, you know, maybe even slightly hedonistic. Uh, just. You know, it's a rap song. It's fun. It's meant to be listened to with your friends. It's it's meant to make you smile. Uh, the video, I did the video. I shot some of it in Los Angeles in like, uh, where is it? Like Angeles National Park or some shit up in the mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. up in the mountains up there. Uh, me and AJ, he's like my partner and my best friend. We drove up there, got a couple shots. Um and then came back home and like shot some more stuff with the rest of the crew. So it's really just kind of the same song and dance. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just, just me and me and my friends, you know, hanging out, doing our thing, having fun, listening to music, light, very lighthearted music, um, infectious melodies, you know, bob your head, very groovy, rhythmic, uh, instrumental. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's all in good fun. Nice. Nice. So I see you got some things coming up. Uh, it looks like uh, September twelfth, Ollie yeah. FM release party in Chicago. Tell me, tell me about this. Uh, what can people expect? Okay, this uh, it'll be really cool. I recently, just like over the past like three or four months, I decided that I wanted to do the shows with a band. Um, so I have it's a it's like a a three piece. It's a keyboard player, bass, guitar, and a drum set. And, uh, we composed all the songs and reworked them all. Um, so that they kind of fit that setting and those instruments. And, uh, <clears throat> it's been a lot of work. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's fucking sick. Like we did a local show the other weekend and the response was great. And like, everybody has a, a great time with it and like us personally like it's it's super fun and super fulfilling to like we busted ass so hard on all the songs because like a lot of it like a lot of the rap songs and my songs are just like loops you know what i mean like the 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 chorus and the verse are like the same shit um it's just a, so like we we spend a lot of time like oh what if we took it to the major and made this a pre-chorus oh, and cool. what if, you know that kind of thing and and um had a lot of fun with like the bass guitar and, and, you know, and making everything groovy and funky. And so it's very like very dancey. So the show in Chicago will be like that. It's going to be, I think it's like a 300 cap, maybe less. So it's going to be a very small, intimate show. There'll be like exclusive merch that will only be available there. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be super cool. They're going to, we're going to like film the whole thing. Um, there's like a production crew coming audio tree is doing it nice and uh, yeah yeah so and I'm, I'm i've been watching their shit for forever yeah and so that's really cool and they're coming through and the whole thing uh we're gonna stream it later it'll be like you know some kind of website where you go to watch the show um 
so yeah, it should be it should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. It's been a long time coming, and right. a ton of a ton of work has been put into it. Yeah, so. yeah. Obviously, yeah, you haven't been able to do much uh, in the way of performing over the past year and a half. Have you done anything at all like this? Um, I mean, obviously, no. this this is the first kind of the first thing other than the local show last week. So, are you yeah, with the band. are you feeling yeah. any kind of jitters here, like any nervousness, or are you just excited? That's why we did the local show. Because <laughs> so, we were like, because like, especially because I think it's being recorded and shit. So it's like, maybe we don't like have a whole crew come and record our first right. time doing this. Kind of people. <laughs> so, but no, like the, it, it went so well. Like, um, no, nah, all that is out the window. Everybody's like super confident about it. And, and yeah. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. Sick. So you're signed up. Is it Hopeless Records that you're you're signed to now? Yes, yes. And, and that's obviously I, I know them very well. I've should I've been listening to their records since I was a kid, and my band even put out three records on Hopeless. So I know all those those people really well, and they're some of the best. But you know, coming from your background where you do so much yourself, and you have done yourself, you've put out music yourself, forty three million streams yourself. Was that a tough decision to say, hey? Um, I'm going to, you know, obviously sign away some of my rights, some of the things I, some of the things I can get to hopefully grow this thing and grow my team and hopefully get to the next level. Was that, that a tough decision? Um, not really because, um, I grew up watching the era you participated in, um, very much so. So I grew up watching like all these bands who had all these like bonus DVDs with their CD and they're like in a big ass studio and they're like, you know, talking with the producer and then like, like specifically like the Mike him one comes to mind. Like mm -hmm. who was it? Like Howard, Howard Benson. Benson yeah. 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 Like he, like that guy and, and that shit. And like, um, so at this point I was like, I want that experience. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause I've, I'm like five to six years in this thing, completely independent for the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted that experience. I just wanted to see what that was like. Um, but honestly, then fucking COVID happened, so I just did the same shit that I've always done. Yeah. But Ho Hopeless is really cool. There's Hopeless has never vetoed anything that I've ever said. They have never forced anything upon me. They are super artist. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Centric. They, yeah. they give a fuck. They give a fuck about you as an artist, and they give a fuck about your vision, not theirs, and. Uh, all they've done is try to uplift me and work with me. And I'm, I'm pretty difficult to work with because I do everything <laughs> myself, you know? Yeah. I like that you just, just come right out and say it. That's, that's, nah, that's all right. Uh, you know, Did but, you tell uh, them that before you signed to sign with them, by the way, I'm yeah. really hard to work with. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, it's the same shit. Like say somebody's like designing something for me, a flyer or something. And, and like, we're going back like, like 15 emails or some right. shit. And I'm just like, I would just rather not do that and I would just rather do it myself and have it come from me and be an honest representation of me and, and that kind of thing. So they've very much have held that intact and, and just pushed me and supported me the whole way. So it wasn't really a difficult um, thing because I wanted the experience. Um, it was cool, but whenever funny story, whenever they, uh, like my manager, Yvonne, just texted me and she's like, hey, the deal's done. You need to sign it. I had eaten some crazy edible and I was just laying in my bed like 
like fucking having an out of body experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember what I said. She just texted me. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> this is like too much. But, uh, but yeah, so it was super cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been rad. They're, they're great people and a pleasure to work with. That's great. Sure. And I know Avange super well too. Uh, Avange used to book my band when she was a booking agent, like, uh, fuck. Oh, right. 15 more than 15 years ago so she's uh yeah she's a real one too like like uh Yvonne used to book us uh eric tobin over at hopeless we he slept on my floor before back in the day on tour so yeah these are people that come from you know yeah the real shit back in the day and, yeah, yeah. and it's really great that you're man. like you're really in good hands uh Oliver with, with being aligned with some of the best people. So I'm, uh, I'm stoked to see what happens, man. The new song on Friday and, and everything coming up, you know, actually getting back on the road. I see you're going uh, back to Europe too, uh, in January. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. A little UK run just to get over there and like, you know, see the fans and then a couple shows in Germany. Cause, uh, I've, I've been to Europe before, but I like didn't go to Germany for some reason. And like, I, I know that I have a good fan base there and, and Hell yeah. there are kids that I talk with in the DMs from there like over the years. So uh, I thought it was time I'd do that. So I, I specifically requested to my agent that we <laughs> do some shows do some shows there. So yeah, it's the yeah best. it should be rad. It's the best. And and I'll tell you, man, make sure you eat the food. Yeah. The the catering in Germany, it's the best. They uh yeah. they get the whole spread. Like you'll be playing like I'm sure you're not playing huge rooms. Actually, I saw your your routing. You're playing decent sized rooms like Luxor and Cologne. Like that's a good room. But it doesn't matter where you play, they will give you like this just this giant table of like every delicious European food ever. So like bring your appetite, my friend. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> nice dude well oliver man um thank you for doing this and uh yeah. and spending some time me. on your tuesday with me and and hopefully uh everybody in the chat you know if they didn't know who you are they know who you are now uh, if anybody has any questions uh throw them up before i let them go but what else to tell the people man um before i let you get on with your day should i i don't know have fun take, take care of your friends love that bring your friends with you you know uh I could not have done this without my friends, like without a fucking doubt. You know, I can't, I can't shoot a rap video myself. So <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Well, we have, um, we have two, we have a first question. What your shirt say? Oh, this bathing, like bathing OG, ape. Yeah. Yeah. This is like an OG, like, I don't know, 2002, uh, era babe shirt. At first I thought it said babe, like babe, like babe, pig in the city. Uh, oh yeah, but sick. but no, Bape is Bape is sick, and uh, someone wants you to come to Tampa. There you go. Oh yeah, dude, they never book Florida, bro, because it's just down and up. So it, like it it never gets booked. But I I definitely need to go to Florida. I love Florida. I love like uh, Miami area, the most beautiful sunsets in uh, in America. Go down there, I would say. So I definitely need to get out there. Nice. Well, uh, dude. Congratulations, Dan, on all the success and uh, Thank you. and thanks again for for joining me here. And uh, I hope you have a great day. You too. Hey, will, will you tell Phil that I'm a fan? If you want me to bring him on? I'll just tell you can tell him yourself. Oh, uh, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's all right. <laughs> I mean, if if he's ready, uh, I'll bring him oh, in. Let's. Yeah. Okay. I got he's you. He's here. Well, yeah. We'll we'll bring him on. Why not? Here we go. Uh, oh, sick. Yo, yo, Phil. 
Hey, I got Oliver Francis here. I was going to do you guys separately, but he really wanted to say hi because he's a big fan of yours. Yeah, Hell yeah, I, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know this is Exile top to bottom, dude. Like that, that album Hell yeah, dude. is a fucking masterpiece. So. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So it was like a lifetime ago. Yeah, certainly. Same for me. A lot has changed. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my jeans were a lot tighter back then. Yeah, I'm thirty. I'm about to be thirty six, and I yeah, we did that when we were twenty one, I think. Incredible. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's been that long. Yeah, maybe twenty two. Yeah, I just wanted to show you some love, though, man. Really. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. And uh, thanks to you for having me on, Shane. Of course, dude. Of course, man. Well, thanks for stopping by. I'll let you go. All right. Take care, guys. Cheers. All right. Take care, man. Cheers. Appreciate it. So there it is with Oliver and kind of cool to hear the two guests interacting a little bit, Oliver and Phil from Whitechapel, who will be on here next week. So make sure you're subscribed, subscribe on whatever you listen to this on. Okay. There's a button somewhere, find it and smash it to keep the hits coming. It's another reason why you should follow us on Twitch as well. Not just because every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we tell you about all the records you need to listen to. Me and Mike Howell, that is, on the new noise. But also because you get that kind of interaction sometimes that doesn't always happen on the podcast. So it's a little more free-flowing and a lot of fun. And there's some great interaction that you can have with me and the guests. So get over there, okay? Twitch.tv slash Shane told I'm doing things on there literally all of the time. I'm going to leave you with the tune. Let's go with the latest track from Oliver Francis. Here it is. All I know on lead singer syndrome, peace and love. I'll see you next week. Switch lanes, chromos all on me, no time for heartbreak. I spark up the gas and pour some champagne. Yeah, smoked out with the windows up. Wanna give you all of my love, and I think you feel the same. So don't turn up the radio, then hop in position. We gon' pull it up and sip it slow. Can't keep my distance, I'm in love with your body. So come put that on me. If I'm talking reckless, I'm sorry, but that's just all I know. Fuck these bitches, get this paper, roll this dope Find me smoke out in the scraper, driving slow Ride with me, you know you fucking where to crawl Cause I just close, that's just all I know Fuck these bitches, get this paper, roll this dope Find me smoke out in the scraper, driving slow Ride with me, you know you fucking where to crawl Cause I just close, that's just all I know Laid out in the sunshine Woke up and I realized that I'm paid now for a lifetime That's real, yeah With the whole game going up great goose Throwing that cash on the sun, roof Baby girl, tell me, won't you? Gonna turn up the radio Then hop in position We gon' pull it up and sip it slow Can't keep my distance I'm in love with your body So come put that on me If I'm talking reckless, I'm sorry But that's just all I know Fuck these bitches, get this paper roll this Find me smoke out in the scraper, driving slow Ride with me, you know you fucking where to from Cause I just go, that's just all I know 
fuck these bitches, get this paper, roll this dope Find me smoked out in the scraper, driving slow Go with me, you know you fucking where the pro Cause I just go, that's just all I know I be screaming money over bitches till the day that I die And I'ma get up back for every star in the sky And my whole crew, we keeping it too cool Lay back and blowing, cause out the sunroof And I be screaming money